going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Um, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to say welcome to everybody to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent Black people, and also the Black Boss channel, where Black men lead the conversation. Uh, I, I'm coming back to talk about something. I'm doing something I rarely do. Uh, today, we're going to actually talk about a topic that I've literally hit two times in the past 24 hours. And I told you guys that I was going to hit the Kyrie Irving conversation um, maybe a couple more times because there's a lot to flesh out. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that's happening here. And, uh, and there's a lot that I think we as black people need to discuss. So uh, my one of my special guests is uh, Jeff Lighty Jr. from the Black Boss Channel. What's going on, Jeff? How you doing, man? How's it going, Dr. Boyce? Going well, going well. And uh, we also have T. Khalid coming in here. T is a, a solid black man with, with an independent mind. And that's why I like T. You're not going to agree with everything T says, but but T has a right to say it. And I respect any black man who has an independent mind. Uh, you know, shout out to individuals like Kanye and others who are just expressing their right to have freedom of speech. Uh, this is an important moment. So uh, anyway, I want to ask T, how you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's good to have you too, man. I'm glad you're here. And uh, And the reason I think this conversation is important, and I'm really happy that black men are you know with that we're leading this discussion is because th this is a moment about making a statement you know this you know what this reminds me of i'm gonna use a football analogy since we're all guys here and we're all sports fans it reminds me you ever see a football game where the defensive line the running back hits hits the hits the line and the defensive line and the offensive line hit each other and then you're looking to see if the line's going to move forward or backward you know what i'm talking about if the lineman kind of carry the running back another five yards and just dominate the defense, you kind of know which team is just ready, you know, to win this game, right? It's like a you're making a statement, like we got that running back five more yards. And I feel like this is what's going on now. I feel like right now, black men are being pushed, uh, we're being pressured and we're pushing back, right? Like I, I got like our our offensive line is lining up against their defensive line. Um, and, and, and we got to push back. So, so anyway, I'm going to start with you, Jeff. Um, for those of us who are not aware of what's going on with Kyrie Irving and everything else, uh, what's the general situation? What's kind of the latest in terms of what, uh, what's going on with him, uh, you know, with the Brooklyn Nets and everything else? Yeah. So the Brooklyn Nets came out and said Kyrie Irving will be suspended a minimum without pay, by the way, suspended a minimum of five games. Uh, because due to whatever, right, the, whatever they say, the the anti-whatever stuff. Uh, and then Kyrie kind of came in, he kind of caved a little bit. He kind of said, gave his apology to the Jewish community, uh, community. He said, I apologize. He used those words that they just wanted him to use so bad, even though he used other words previously. And then the GM of the Brooklyn Nets, his name is Sean Marks. He just held a press conference, like within the last hour or so. He held a press conference and they asked him, they was like, yo, in your statement, you said Kyrie will have to undergo a series of tasks and stuff. And they were like, an apology, does that, does that mean he's good to come back? It's like, no, he'll service five game suspension and then he'll have to undergo a series of things. So that could mean visiting a Holocaust museum. That could mean talking to a rabbi. That could mean, you know, whatever. Right. And, and what's so what I find so interesting about this is that Kyrie Irving didn't say anything about the, the the people i don't even want to say their names but he didn't say anything about that certain group of people he didn't say any words he didn't use any all he did was tweet a link of a video that's on amazon the link is literally on amazon he tweeted an amazon prime link 
And then I've sent links before. I've tweeted in articles. I've done all that same stuff. He didn't even use any words. He didn't say go watch the video. He didn't say I love this movie. He didn't say go see it. He didn't. He didn't advocate. He didn't promote it. But they kept framing, and and that's the thing about the media. They framed it as if it was a promotion. They framed it as if he. He wrote the documentary. They framed it as if he executive produced it or whatever. It was the director or something. All he did was tweet the link. That's literally all he did. And you would have thought that this man uh, was was Tyler Perry. Starred, wrote, directed, uh, everything. In the, like you would have thought that it was, his, it was a Kyrie Irving production. And it wasn't. And he and then he went on to explain why he tweeted the link. He said, all I did was look up my name. And I looked up my heritage. And when I looked up my my name and my heritage and what it means, that link popped up. And then I went on to watch that link. He didn't say I supported everything that's in the movie. He didn't say I believe everything that's in the movie. He didn't do anything. He just tweeted the movie. That's it. And so for them to then ostracize him and then to then denigrate him and to have black men, former athletes and all that stuff go on television to do the exact same thing. But nobody is talking about the executive producers of the movie. Nobody is talking about the directors of the movies. Nobody is talking about the platform that the movie is on and the platform that is actually profiting from the movie. And you know why? And that platform is Amazon Prime. But you know why they aren't talking about Amazon Prime? You know why they aren't talking about Jeff Bezos, you know why they haven't said anything about them? It's because Amazon Prime or Amazon and Jeff Bezos is currently in what with the NBA? Negotiations to where they're going to do what? Potentially give the NBA a billion dollar deal to stream NBA games. That's what's currently taking place. Amazon is in a current negotiation with, that is well, worth well over a billion dollars to have M, to have NBA games on Amazon Prime. Amazon did the same thing with the NFL. That's why the NFL has Thursday night games exclusively on Amazon Prime. They're currently trying to work out a similar deal with the NBA. They're competing with Apple to get streaming rights, streaming media rights. So, of course, they're not going to call out Jeff Bezos. Of course, they're not going to call out Amazon Prime because they could potentially, if they do that, they could potentially lose a billion dollars, right? So, mm. why not? So, who are we going to go after? Not the, not the guy that's going to pay us a billion dollars, but the guy that they, we, we signed the checks for, Kyrie Irving. And so, that's mm. why it's all a big sham. I know I'm, I'm rambling, but I, it's just like it's like so it's so disgusting because here's the thing, boys. If I if I feel so offended. Right. Dr. Boyce NT, if I so feel so offended about something that you said to me. Right. And I say if Dr. Boyce said, Jeff, man, you ain't worth nothing. You a piece of garbage or whatever. Kyrie didn't say any of that, by the way. Let's just make that clear. He didn't do all of that. But that's how people saying they felt offended. I, I saw a freaking rabbi go on on ESPN yesterday. They brought a freaking rabbi from uh, some whatever in L.A., to talk about the hurt and the pain that Kyrie caused by tweeting this link, right? He went on there and did that. And so if, if he felt that hurt and that pain, right? Okay, I get that. Why is this so important to get an apology from? Why, even, and, and then you ask him again and he doubled down, he quote unquote doubles down. So then therefore, seven days later, after you suspend him, after you take away his money, then he offers an apology, not verbally, but through Instagram. Then he offers the apology. Do you think that's sincere? Of course not. It's not sincere. You already asked him. He, he doubled down in your in your terms. He doubled down. So of course it's not sincere. But why would you even want it? Why is it so important to hear him say the words "I apologize"? You know why? Because it's a form of power. It's a form to show you that we can make you do what we say. We can make you apologize. We can make you show, and we're going to show it in front of the entire world that what we can do to you. 
I don't know if I don't know what you call that, but I call that power. Mm. It sounds like it looks it looks and sounds like power to me. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, I I, I had a couple of combos uh, uh private, you know, with, with, with Ye today. And you remember he had that song about power, you know, how how can a man have all that power? So he understands power. Um, I believe he supports Kyrie. <clears throat> I can't speak for him, but I can say that this this is definitely reeks of power, and I agree with you. And uh, Tony Lindsay just joined us. And, um, and uh, before I get to Tony, uh, first of all, I want to ask everybody, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And also, uh, before I get a chance to ask you what, what you're thinking on this, Tony, uh, I know T. Kalik has been patiently waiting in the wings. He has a lot to say. T, you said something that insinuated that they were basically going to make Kyrie go through some sort of like re-education process. Like he needed to be educated, uh, like as if he's ignorant or something like that in order for him to um, really be accepted back into the good graces of the NBA. Can you kind of talk about that? Yeah, uh, it was it was piggybacking on what Jeff Lysey Jr. said about the general manager, Sean Mark, saying that. And to me, that is really showing black people. It, it, it's really psychological attack on black people and really putting us in our place. That if you think these type of idea, ideas, you have a sickness and you are going to have to go through training before getting back into society. And sadly, Kyrie Irving is the perfect candidate for that. Because if you notice before this, Kyrie didn't take the jab. He got a lot of heat for it, but he, took, he stood real strong as the black man. So these are the perfect black men, the black men who don't back down, the black men who, who aren't afraid to voice their opinion. These are the black men who you really want to bring to the public and break and break hard. And if you notice, the ADL did not accept this $500,000 donation. They said, no, this is not enough. So, no, they, that's what I'm saying. They're not going for just some apology. They are going for humiliation. They saw yeah. the Kanye's, and they're not playing that. Black people and all this talking, it's got to stop. And I believe they wanted to stop with Kyrie Irving. The problem is, is that I'm kind of glad this is happening, even though I don't want this to happen, because it shows black people, especially black men, where we stand. And mm -hmm. they're telling black men, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? We are like, what are we like? 80 80 percent of the NBA or 80 plus percent of the NBA is, is black men, yet not a single Black player can sit down in, in, in solidarity with Kyrie Irving or even the black players on the team cannot come together like the other group can. The other group is the minority, but yet they can come together in unification and squash us. And we have so much power that if the black men really wanted to have a say, they could have came in defense of Kyrie Irving and say, you know what? You're not going to do our brother like this. He apologized. He gave you money. Why are y'all doing them like that? If you keep doing them like this, we're all going to sit out. Then that's going to put the pressure on them because they can't make money without us. But sadly, yeah. a lot of black men, I, I hate to say, especially in the NBA, they know who pays their checks. So they're not going to say anything. And they're going to sit there and watch them get butt broken. And, and to me, it makes the entire community look weak. And then yeah. the black spectators... We're not going to boycott the NBA. We're going to still watch ESPN, even though they're still talking. I mean, they are trashing Kyrie Irving. We're not going to do anything. So really, this lets black men know where we stand, and it's up to us to change and make a difference. That's, that's I, really I want to – real quick point to what T said. There has been, like, 
people like Kevin Durant, for example, he came out today and he they asked him, he was after shoot around, they asked him about everything that's going on, Kyrie Irving. He's like, Yo, man, I don't promote hate speech, like I'm good. Like Kyrie, he I don't even think he used Kyrie's name. He just said, like, you know, Kyrie has his beliefs, and that's what he is, he is what he is. And of course, folks immediately ran like it happened. I think live during the Skip and Shannon show. And of course, they've beaten down on him. Twitter was going crazy, like, oh, Kevin Durant, you must be anti Semitic too. And he had to go on Twitter and was like, yo, man, like, I am not anti Semitic. I didn't even say anything. I didn't say the J word. I didn't even say Kyrie's name. I just said, like, yo, I don't promote hate speech either. So, but you see, they immediately jumped on him and tried to threaten his career, tried to threaten him, the suspension of him. So he's like, yo, man, I ain't trying to do it. I'm just trying to go play basketball. Like, this is like, I can't even like say, like, Kyrie Irving is a human being without, you know, people saying that I'm right there and I'm anti-Semitic too. So like, yeah, they threaten their careers. They threaten their money. They threaten all kinds of things. And of course these guys don't want that to happen. Okay. Well, let me uh, jump in. Um, uh, Tony, I, I know you've been waiting patiently. I'm gonna, I definitely want to hear what you got to say, brother. Uh, first off, uh, you're watching the black boss channel. Uh, if everybody can subscribe, the blackbosschannel.com is a platform designed for black men to have a voice. So if you either respect what black men have to say, or you are a black man who has something to say, I hope you'll go and subscribe to this platform. We're not playing. We're building our media. We're building ownership. And also, I want to mention, um, as I go to Tony, um, I got I got a message from Kanye. Uh, he wants to let the black community know. He wants you all to know that he loves you and thanks you for supporting, uh, particularly his right to, uh, to self-expression. Uh, and uh, also, what's interesting is that uh kanye and uh, it looks like tony uh something happened with tony's feed so tony i'm sure he'll be back in a second uh in case you guys want to know the latest on kanye it looks like he's been banned from instagram for 30 days and he was banned for from twitter for one week so tony it almost seems to me like like there's just this interesting thing where you know when a black man just says things that are just off script that, that right. the pre-existing narrative uh it's like okay we need y'all to just shut up shut up and rap shut up and dribble shut up and, and disappear. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, Tom? Well, I think these, this is a clear message to any black man who dares to think for himself. And when they go around and they talk to Kevin Durant and other people in the league, that's, that's intentional. That's with a purpose. That's in order to send a message to them. You better not be just like him. You better not dare think for yourself just like him. You better not dare speak outside of the approved narrative. And personally, I found it really disappointing that you see guys like Shaq getting on TV and calling Kyrie an idiot and all of these things. For me, it's like this. We already know who pays your check, right? We know where the majority of your wealth is derived from. But you can always just shut up. I mean, at the end of the day, you can always just sit back and shut up. If you don't have anything good to say, my mother always used to say, then don't say a word. But what bothers me is that you have so many other black men that are piling on on top of this. It's like, you know, I had put up a post the other day that said, you know, when Africans, when enslaved Africans were, 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 were beaten, when they were being given lashes, you didn't see groups of other African people there celebrating it and cheering it. So for me, it's very disappointing when I see so many people in our community who are like falling behind this without really understanding what's going on. And for me, it feels like it's fear, it's ignorance, and it's a, a huge concern, too much of a concern with the white gaze. And black people need to, to, to learn how to deal with that. 
you know, this like like this whole thing really has me like very furious because there's a lot of things that I think people aren't really they're not really paying attention to. Like for one, we're saying that Kyrie Irving just by just by tweeting a link with no context, by tweeting a link to something that is streaming and the book is being sold on Amazon, he gets suspended. So what's 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 the deal with Jeff Bezos? I didn't see that no no smoke for Amazon. I didn't see any smoke for anybody else. And if we're gonna and if we're gonna not be hypocrites, how about this? Why don't we scrutinize all of the movies, all of the documentaries, and everything out there that 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 exudes the anti-black propaganda that we all know is there? So if you're gonna hold us to to that gauge where you can't even tweet out, tweet out a link to a movie. Why don't we scrutinize every other film that was that was filmed that basically was full of anti-blackness? We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna we're gonna be real with that. Mm. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, that's a good point. I mean, I, I think uh, Tony Tony Lindsay, by the way, that that's that's who um, is speaking on on this. Um, you know, it seems to me, Jeff, that that you have this weird plantation thing going on where it's like, I don't know of any other group where you have so many Negroes scrambling to like grab the whip out of Massa's hand and say, Massa, you beating them? I, 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 I want to beat some too. I'm going to beat yeah. them. I'm, I'm going to triple beat them. You know, it's funny. Like, I don't really see that anywhere. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, why can't you just shut up? Just, I mean, at the very least, just sit down. Somebody asks you, be like, no comment. You know, I'm not going to get involved. That, that's how you show respect. So it's very strange. It's a real butt-breaking. It's a scene from the movie Butt-Breaking to me when you see this rush by Shaq and these other guys to be like, he's an idiot. He's this. He's that. And, 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 and without even considering his point of view, without any fact-checking to see maybe maybe there's something in this documentary that people need to hear, right? We could, get, we could definitely get to that point. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, it almost seems like we have a specially designed mental illness that we use to traumatize and abuse the hell out of each other. What do you think, Jeff? It's so crazy because I, I tweeted this out earlier today. I was like, yo, how many of these people that are ostracizing and critique and criticizing Kyrie Irving have actually read the book? I've actually watched the documentary, right? Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and praise this book or this documentary because I've never seen it. I've never watched it. So I'm not, I can't. So what is the, the what is the part, like, tell me, like, that you've seen it, not what you heard from someone that you've seen that was so anti-Semitic. Tell me the part of the movie or the part of the book that you've seen that was so detrimental to the certain group, the certain community that it's supposed to be detrimental to, right? Like, so, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, everything in that thing is true, but I'm also not going to say everything in it's false because I haven't seen it. I don't know. So I'm not going to sit there and talk bad about him because of what is taking place. Another thing too, I think T brought this up. It's not just about the message, it's about the messenger, right? And so if you don't remember, Kyrie Irving sat out half of last year because he wouldn't get the jab, right? He wouldn't get the jab. He said, you know, I'm good on that. People ostracized him. They criticized him. They talked bad about him back then. And then what has come out recently? The Supreme Court in the state of New York came out and said that you had to back pay everybody who got laid off because they yeah. didn't take the jab in the state of New York. They had so Kyrie was vindicated, but nobody talked about that. He was no. vindicated. He was like, and why did they say you had to pay him back? Because they went on to say that the jab essentially doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. The same thing that Kyrie was saying two years ago. You know what I'm saying? But nobody, that's not on anybody's front. But page. he's an idiot. 
Exactly. And then he's an idiot that was not on anybody's front page. That didn't lead any news stories. They didn't lead any sports stories. You know what it led when he decided he wouldn't play because he didn't want to get the jab? It led every sports story. He was the talking topic every single day. And so, once again, it's not about the message, just the message. It's also about the messenger. He's already debunked. He's already kind of got a feather in his cap once. You can't give him two. You can't allow – you know what I'm saying? So we gotta we gotta really put this dude in place because he's been successful already, right? And he's already kind of stirred up the pot and kind of came out on top on that. Because not only did he get because if, if if you gotta pay everybody that was laid off or that didn't get paid for not getting their money, then that includes him, right? Because he was in the state of New York, Brooklyn's in New York, is last I checked. And so therefore, that also goes whether you want to believe it or not, call it a conspiracy conspiracy theory or not, it's just the facts, man. And, and Kyrie Irving is someone. He's kind of like I said. He's kind of thinking on, on a on a higher level. But in this case alone, he never even promoted the documentary. He never even bigged it up. He just tweeted the link, and that you right. should not be ostracized for just tweeting the link. You know what? I think the reason being is uh, we also we also have to understand that these other groups make such a profit off black people's ignorance. So if they can profit off of our ignorance and destruction, of course they are going to protect it. Because if black people were to ever wake up to the what other groups are doing to us, it's going to be hell to pay. So it's best to keep us in ignorance. And if anything is tweeted or if anything is posted or if any black person is is saying anything that can possibly wake black people up, they are going to clamp down. This is why Farrakhan is banned everywhere, because they don't want this unification amongst black people and black men to love one another, to have some self-respect and to change our culture. They're never gonna put boy, Dr. Boyce Watkins on because they don't want black people to start building businesses and institutions. So then that way we we don't have to cancel one or one, one another. We don't, we don't have to rely on them. No, they want to be in charge of that to control our community so we can never be economically competitive against them. They want us to always be dependent on them. And in order to do that, they have to promote destruction to our community. They have to fuck break our leaders to set an example to every black person that you're not allowed to get up and speak to your own people. That's that's also the major reason why Kyrie Irving is being attacked like this, because not even a little shred thing can get out to wake up the black masses. Mm. Wow, that's very powerful. And uh, and Tony, um, as I go to you, I want to ask you about that. Jeff brought a really great point up about entertainment. And uh, I'm sorry, not Jeff. I'm sorry, T brought this up. My apologies. <coughs> he brought up a great point about entertainment and um, all the ways that they make money from Black people. So sports is entertainment. Uh, we know what goes on in hip-hop is entertainment. Uh, hip-hop is, is full of hate speech that is heavily yeah. promoted, that is funded by people who are claiming that Kyrie is the only bigot in town. Um, what do you think, what are your thoughts on that in terms of us just saying, you know, no more, like we're done. We're not, you know, we, we just, we, we, we calling you, you, you for what you are. Uh, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep this moving. What are some things that we should be aware of in terms of what's going on, just even in the entertainment space and beyond uh, in terms of anti-blackness by the people that are coming after Kyrie? Well, I think I think it's been pretty obvious. I think it's actually becoming a lot more obvious to people now, the rampant anti-blackness that we're dealing with. And while a lot of people may not agree with the way Ye may pose some of his thoughts, he may not be as sophisticated in his presentation as he said, 
but people are starting to get the picture because whether you agree with him, whether you agree with Kyrie or, or any black man who, who speaks up, we notice that there's always a very, a very significant and targeted campaign to not only punish them, but completely destroy them. And I think w- after seeing what's happening with Kyrie right now, I think a lot of people are starting to come to terms and understand what the real issue is. So for, for, I think it's serving as somewhat of an awakening for people, but I think we really need to start being a little more courageous in speaking up. We're very afraid of, of and well, you know what? And this is what I wanted to say, because why don't more people speak up when we know behind closed doors, we have these conversations and we know what it is. Black people, we know what it is. But the reason why a lot of people don't really speak up is because we're so tied to this system, this economic system, educational system. We are tied to a system where so many people have power over what we learn, what we eat, what we earn. So there's a fear of speaking up. But when you see, so sometimes that fear even, it transmogrifies into us becoming even aggressive against our own people. And I want people to understand that this is not just simply a matter of anti-Semitism, like they're saying. I believe that this is the preservation and, and the, the protection of whiteness. And the reason why I say that is Jewish people are not only white. 90% of the, the Jewish community in this country identify as white. But there's a, there's a, there's a little under 10% that are people from other ethnicities that you have people African, you have people, you have black American people who, who practice Judaism, but, and I have friends, I have black American friends. I have uh, an Ethiopian friend who are Jewish. They are Jews. They're not offended by anything that, that Ye said. They're not offended by the tweet. But so why is it that it's anti-Semitic? I think people need to look up the word um, um, Semitic. Anyway, without me going too deep into that. But if you're looking at it, the KKK is, has, they're white supremacists, right? So that means, and what is the umbrella under which they operate? Christianity. So why is it that if you criticize the, like, so if you criticize the KKK, the white supremacist element of Christianity, does that mean you're criticizing all Christians? No. So why is it that you cannot criticize the white supremacist element of Judaism, so-called Judaism, right, that profits off of degradation of black people and horrific images of of hate speech in in the black community and and death culture? Why can't we call out the white supremacist element of that religion? Why? Because it is the white supremacist element of it. It is the protection of whiteness, in my opinion, and people are too afraid. Okay, I think that's a powerful point. Now, what I'm going to say to y'all brothers is um, I don't even want to say the J word on this channel because they will, they will, they look for right. any reason. They look for any yeah. reason to define this as hate speech. Um, that's crazy. You know, I, I, I'm going to keep it 100. If, you know, if, 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 you know, we can't talk, then uh, it's, it's harder to get the message out. Um, My bad. I, I do, your points were, were well taken. No, that, that's our one, that's the one dive we can do into that space. Um, and uh, then after that, you know, we we everybody knows what you're talking about. Like if you say, all right, the J, the J. You know, like like kind of like who we had to do during the um 
during the pandemic. You know, how you had to use the cold words and whatever, man, because because it's 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 it is propaganda. I mean, it's prop it's a propaganda machine in the sense that it's like, okay, if you don't have the power to say what you're gonna say or say what needs to be said or to say the truth, it doesn't matter that it's the truth. During the pandemic, Riza Islam came on here several times. Now, mind you, I'm not gonna back away from my brothers. I'll never stop bringing people, you know, into the space that have the truth that black people can benefit from. I, I, you know, so so I'm not so worried about what people are gonna do in retaliation. But it's interesting because you know I just remember during the pandemic, there were so many things that turned out to be true, and people who spoke those truths were getting banned left and right. I mean, it, it yeah. was it was a mess. And then when you talk about hip hop culture. And Jeff, we can we can kind of dive into this. Um, um, you know, I, I wonder if some boycotts would be in order in terms of us using that 1.6 trillion in black spending power to kind of make a point. Like, I wonder, for example, if uh, I don't know, maybe a boycott of Adidas might be a good place to start. I mean, there's plenty of other shoes out there you could buy outside of Adidas, right? Um, Adidas is nearly bankrupt almost. They, when they got rid of Kanye, they lost. Uh, I, mean, I was about to say a boycott of Adidas ain't gonna be needed. I mean, when you oh. take away the biggest picture <laughs> in your organization's history, Word. not just in the current or in the history of the organization, Kanye yeah. made up sixty-eight, almost seventy percent of their online sales, right? Off a shoe that's limited. Think about it. There's only so many of his shoes that go. They're like Jordans. You can only sell so many, and right. he still made up seventy percent, roughly, of their online sales. So and more than forty percent of the overall. Yeah, exactly. It offers off a product that's limited, right? There's Adidas yeah. products that one person can buy a thousand of the products. It'll never go out, right? But Kanye's one person can only get one shoe, right? So think about that. So yeah, a boycott of them ain't gonna be needed. They boycotted themselves when they cut ties with them. But the thing was, they only cut ties with them. Why? Because a certain group of people mm-hmm. put pressure on them to cut ties with him. Now, I don't agree with everything that Kanye said and everything that Kanye does, mm-hmm. but you know, they didn't have an issue when 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 Kanye was going around saying slavery was a choice. There was no there was no problem with that. Right? There yeah. was no problem with Kanye when he wore White Lives Matter. There was no problem with that. But when right. Kanye started, you know, messing around with a certain group of people, that's when you automatically see all the brand deals gone, all the the Adidas gone, all this gone. So to and then then the then that certain group of people will be like, hey. You know, we we don't we don't control anything. We don't run anything. We don't have any power to to hide their hands. That's so crazy. You know what? A little interesting. You know what, Jeff? Uh, black people are the closest group of people that can unite, just like that other group of people, because we can all unite on what has been done to us in the past. And I think this is a learning lesson because that country that Palestine is having an issue with, I saw the United States ambassador. I mean, ambassador. Um, I, I read on Tariq Nasheed's Twitter page. Just think about how unified they are. The ambassador to that nation even commented on this situation. And he said, thankfully, they put Kanye in his place quickly. So it even shows it's not even in this country. That certain particular group of people is united around the world. And even they even have some world organization. Like I said, I'm not going to name these names. But this is what I'm saying. Their men talk to each other. There's no, you don't see conservatives, liberals, and independents of that group fighting each other, never talking exactly. to one another. They're Fact. all united, all of them. And it doesn't matter. And this is what, and, and they all unite on the trauma that they've experienced. 
Black people are the closest people to do that. And I believe this is why our community is being aggressively attacked, aggressively controlled. Any independent platform media that we own, it gets brought out quickly by other groups. Why? It's because they they do not want us to have these type of conversations. They don't want us to bring on certain guests so we cannot have these black unifying talks to obtain power. Mm. Well, yeah. you know, I think I think, I think to to his point, what's important. Uh, and by the way, everybody, if you could please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up. You, you're watching drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people, and this is where we have intelligent conversations about issues that matter uh, to our community. Uh, so uh, feel free, make sure you hit the thumbs up button, and um, I'm gonna put everybody's uh, social media up. So I hope you'll follow all these brothers. Uh, that's how they, we build platforms. You you gotta follow them. You gotta support the people you love and who love you. Also, uh, as I move to Tony, I want to give a shout out to Tariq Nasheed's Reparations Rally, which is going to be in D.C. Uh, tomorrow. <clears throat> and um, I'm going to be one of the speakers there. There's going to be a lot of other great people there. And um, and I really think this is the kind of stuff we got to get behind. I feel like the momentum is really strong. So, Tony, you know, what's what's funny is, um, uh, you know, to, to what, what T is talking about and Jeff, it made me think about, you know, when they when he said put put uh, put Kanye in his place. You know, mm. it's 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 um it's it's interesting because you know what it reminds me of they they uh it makes me also think about the fact that they were basically saying he needs to be reeducated, like you know and and or or they label you with a mental health issue. Oh, he's clearly yeah. his Negro's clearly crazy because he's not going along with the predefined programming, right? Kanye's been labeled uh, crazy, you know, well whatever, right? So so uh you know what's interesting to me, man, is that's kind of what they did during the Holocaust in World War Two. They kind of like would send people to these these re-education camps. And, uh, you know, the North Koreans do it a lot. The, the Soviets did it. Whenever you disagreed with what the government told you or with what the authorities wanted you to believe, they would say, OK, you need to be re-educated, which pretty much means we're going to torture you until you submit to our ideology. Uh, do you think that right. that's going on here? Just we're going to starve these guys out until they get in line? That's exactly what it is. And, you know, re-educated is also code word for re-indoctrinated. You know, you're, you're, you're putting them back in their place so they don't, they don't continue to be troublemakers. I mean, we saw this all the way back in slavery. The bad slaves, what did you do? You, you took them, you, you, you buck breaking. I mean, buck breaking was a real thing. I mean, and we're seeing this on a national platform. You know, so, you know, when, when to T's point, when he was talking about how they're so united, even if with that country, all the way to here, they speak in one voice when it matters. And I think that's an example, just like Ye said. Remember when he was talking, he said, yeah, I'm jealous of the way that they all work together and they, and they don't, I love, I'm jealous of the way they don't abort all their children. He said he was jealous. He said he aspires to be like them, meaning, and he wants our community to be more like them. Just think about your slogan. B1. What does B1 mean? Before Republican, Democrat, whatever, we're black first. You know, so black people, we can learn from these people. But when, when learning from someone doesn't mean that you have to be like them. It means you can understand what they're doing and you can always utilize that information in order to better understand the place you are and how much of an enemy they may be to you. We have become victims of, of excessive indoctrination to the point that we, we don't even see it. Like, you know, but if there's one thing I know about black people. We connect on an ethereal level. We connect on a spiritual level. We know when something ain't right. 
And I'm just begging y'all, man, please, just whether you agree with certain people or not in the things that they say, they have a right to say it. Because at the end of the day, this is boiling back down. How many years have we been talking about this? This whole censorship nonsense. Troublemakers, people who dare to speak outside of the approved narrative, get silenced. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, all of these social media platforms, as, as indicated in this conversation where we can't even say certain words, they control your speech. They control your ability to be able to communicate with each other publicly which is why we must make real investments in our own media, real investments in our institutions, real investments in our, in our farming, in our ability to sustain ourselves and our community. It doesn't mean that we hate them other people. It doesn't mean we hate anybody else. It means that we are B1, Black first. We love our community and we're willing to do the things that we need to do in order to flourish in this country. So detach yourself from this white liberal ideology that, that, that defines to you what racism is, who you are, and where you come from. Because a lot of us out here are lost. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. And that's why I say a lot of y'all that chime in on this, maybe you just need to shut up. If you don't know what you're talking about, don't speak. And the reason I'm saying this is because most of y'all even talking about these things, y'all never saw that movie. You never read that book. You never know anything. Most of your, most of our, I'm going to speak in terms of our, because we are a community, but unfortunately, most of our communities, most of our opinions have been fed to us. And we don't realize that they have been fed to us just as with the Pope. Y'all was telling us that we were killing people when we were saying, hold up, wait a minute. We want to make a decision for ourselves. But you said we were killing people. You were making jokes about us dying. And now who's dying? So all I'm saying to y'all, bro, black people, please start thinking for yourselves. And last thing I want to say is I'm not offended by the term black media. Why? We need black media. We need media that is owned and operated by black people. So personally, I don't see the offense with the term that other owns media. Mm. It's the truth. Well, you know what? Um, I love that. <clears throat> and uh, give, give this brother a round of applause for that because that was some heavy stuff he just dropped. And by the way, guys, I'm, I'm speaking with uh, Jeff Lightsey Jr., T. Kalik, and Tony Lindsay, and we're having an all-black male conversation about uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kanye West, and just the oppression of freedom of thought in the black community. Uh, if you could take a moment, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And I want everybody to know that the Black Business School, which we serve uh, hundreds of thousands of students around the world, uh, that is our institution. Uh, we actually have a free free poweronomics training every Wednesday night. Dr. Claude Anderson joins us on a regular basis. Uh, Kanye West is a big fan of poweronomics. Ice Cube is a big fan of poweronomics. A lot of people, they, they find it and they, it just changes their world. I am doing a free training, free to anybody who wants to join. Uh, so just go to blackkeystogreatness.com. You can sign up. We will be meeting Wednesday night at 830. So just go to that you, you, URL on the screen. So um, let me ask you all a question. Let's do a B1 moment. Like Tony uh, got me so pumped up. I want to do a quick B1 moment right quick. So uh, everybody, give me a yes in the chat if we can agree on one thing. Now, I, I know some of y'all um, <clears throat> some of y'all didn't like some of the stuff that Kanye said, and I, and I don't blame you. I get it. Some of y'all loved what he said, and I don't blame you. I get it. But let's, let's, let's pick the place where we, we can unify. I hope we can unify. Give me a yes in the chat if you agree 
that Kanye West deserves freedom of thought, freedom of expression, that he deserves to have the right to have an opinion, even if it's different from yours, that he's allowed to say things, even if they're not popular. Give me a yes in the chat <clears throat> so we can really, uh, with intentionality, unify around what we agree on. I'm not asking you to agree if we, whether you think Kanye should have a Trump hat on or if he should be a Democrat. You know, just for the record, he's very determined to run for president. You know, he he's brought that up and and, and, and that's going to be what it's going to be. Uh, but, but can we at least agree that he deserves to have the right to have his own perspective? And this is really important. I, I stand on this uh, heavily because in academia, we have professors have something called tenure. We go for tenure because tenure gives you the ability to express unpopular points of view because those unpopular ideas might actually be correct. You know, going along with the crowd ain't don't, does not work. Following everybody and what everybody wants. That ain't how the world progresses. The world will lead you off a damn cliff. Look at the pandemic. Look at how many smart people, Harvard educated, were saying things back then that were getting them banned from the internet that turned out to be true. So, so that's it. Let's unify around that. I'm not asking you to agree with Ye. I'm not asking you to agree with Kyrie. I'm just asking you that we can we all agree as black people that we can have opinions, that black men and women can say things that may not be popular and they're still going to be loved. So, Jeff, let me move to you, man. It seemed to me that what's so funny about this is you have people that are saying we're so offended that you said that we own all the media. You're, we're so offended that you claim that we own all the banks. We're so offended that you claim that we have all this economic power. But then suddenly you you see that when you offend those people, you, lo you lose your bank, your banking, you lose your contracts, exercise that power. your deals, you know, like that's the most hilarious thing in the world. Uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that in terms of just the sheer hilarity of, 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 of that group claiming that they have no economic power? It, it's so crazy because like with, with back to back, right? Back to back, we've seen major uber superstar celebrities kind of come out and whether directly or indirectly speak about those things. And that's something that, and that's a challenge. Tony said it's a challenge to white people. I think it's a challenge to white supremacy and, and, and certain groups aren't excluded from white supremacy. If you And that includes black people. Dr. Boyce, I've heard you even talk about it. That includes black people. So certain groups aren't, aren't excluded from white supremacy. And so the problem is that is a big no-no. Because these dudes are too powerful. These dudes have these dudes have too much of an influence. These dudes, in some cases, are really, really smart and have too much of an influence. And we haven't seen a mainstream like these are mainstream people. Like Kanye West was a billionaire. Kanye West sold millions of records. Kanye, Ir I mean, Kyrie Irving has uh, made hundreds of millions of dollars in the NBA. Has won a championship. Is going to go in a Hall of Fame, right? So, like, these are people with major, major platforms speaking out against oppression in certain different ways. You know, in whether directly or indirectly. And that's something we haven't seen from mainstream people, people like Dr. Boyce, Tony T or whoever. You guys have been doing it on your level for a long time, but you guys don't have 10 million followers like Kanye West or, you know, 20 million followers like Kyrie Irving. That's different when those guys talk about these things. Right. We haven't seen something like that since who? Like. Muhammad Ali, this dude over my right shoulder, right? And you see, like, people, when they like to talk about Ali, it'll be the same the same sports broadcasters, the same black men that are on TV, they'll go on there and praise Ali and praise the things that he did. And 
But, but they always talk about his boxing career, and they talk about him being old and getting sick. But people skip over that time when he was at the height of his career, and they snatched it from him. Why? Because he spoke out against oppression, against his yeah. people, because he went against the grain, because he had thoughts that proved it to be correct, but that were not popular and not mainstream, right? But people skip over that part of history when they tell the story of Ali, and that's something we just can't skip over. And so in this point, Kyrie was vindicated in his thoughts against the jab, proven by the Supreme Court of the state of New York. And so now he's doubling up, whether, like I said, directly or indirectly, promote uh, uh, tweeting, not even promoting, a link, Kanye West, it, directly or indirectly, is talking about the oppression of his people, whether it's through the fashion industry, whether it's through the entertainment industry. And what did they do? They tried to silence him. They, they're currently silencing him by banning him from social media platforms, and they took away all his money or a whole lot of it, right? So that is, and like I said, these guys are dudes with super major platforms. And what that is doing, what folks don't understand, though, is that you're proving them right. And all you're doing is galvanizing the people to get behind them. You're waking more people up. I hate using the term woke because people try to, you know, whatever with it. But you're actually waking the people up by proving these guys right, by taking them off social media, by banning them, by saying they have to go to certain special trainings or whatever, right? Because when people do anti-black racism, they don't, like I said, I, I talked about this earlier. I talked about how they brought a rabbi from that certain community onto ESPN to talk about how much pain Kyrie caused, right? But when people practice anti-black racism, they don't bring Dr. Boyce on TV to talk about the pain that the white people did. They don't bring Dr. Whoever, to Dr. Claude Anderson to talk about the pain the white people did. Right. Like they don't do that. But when you offend a certain other group now, now we got to talk about this and now people got to get special training. But when that anti-black racism, we don't make them go to the Civil Rights Museum or whatever. You know what I mean? Like we don't make them do these type of things. But so that once again shows you a certain level of power and a certain level of influence that folks just quite frankly can't deny whether they want to or not. Now, you know, um, and what's. And what's interesting is, I don't know, I, I'm seeing people that, you know, who would, would generally, you know, call quote unquote coons, but I'm even seeing Candace Owens siding with Kyrie Irving. And um, yeah. even people like Jason Whitlock. Jason and Whitlock. what this is showing me is that black people, I think we have a tolerance. At, at minimum, we understand what is going on. And this is why he has to be stopped, because this is a beautiful thing where we finally have all black people are like, okay, wait a minute. Something is going on here. Something is not right. You know, and the thing is, we have enough power, especially black people. We are such a talented people that other groups have to be managers over us to make money because they understand our talent. If we were, you know, a talentless, useless group of people, no one will be giving us contracts. So we have so much power. I just think we are so afraid to wield it. Because like I said, if all the black men were on code like the other group, whereas if you disrespect us, we're going to pull out. It doesn't matter if we lose money. We'll, we'll, we'll have to end up creating our own. Just like the other group. They, they, they don't care if yeah. they lost money with, with Kanye. They don't, they don't care. It's all about respect and power. If black men had that same discipline, nobody would be doing this to us. In fact, we would all sit out and that would force the NBA to come to the table and apologize to us. Otherwise, do they not want the NBA no more? Do they not want the NFL no more? You don't want to make the millions and risk black people controlling that and we Bro. become powerful? No, they're not going to do that. 
But see, this is what black men yeah. and black people have to understand. They're all working together. We need to see that. Okay, wow, these these people all come together, sit down, talk, collaborate with each other. Why don't we do the same thing? Why don't the black NBA players have some association where they're meeting in silent, talking amongst each other, pushing their own interests instead of that just every man is moving for themselves? Because what this is showing in the black community is that divided, we will always fall. We have to unite. So, you know, the, I hope that Candace Owens and the uh, Angela Rise or something, they, they sit down and talk because Thank right you. now we're being picked off. It doesn't it doesn't matter if we're left, right or center, hmm. especially in moments like this. I think that we're presented with such a unique opportunity to to really make an impact as a community. When you see people like Candace Owens, who. Personally, I got, I don't I don't like uh, the majority is well a lot of the stuff she says, but I I know how to to eat the meat and spit out the bones. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like black people don't realize. I just imagine what it would be like if black folks who who are who identify as Democrats got together with black folks who identify as Republicans and independents. If, if we all just said, you know what, let's all sit down and have a real talk with each other. Because most, if we think about it, the majority of the issues that divide us, they come from someone else who does not have any real interest in our community. If we can figure that out, if we can figure out that we are the dominant uh, financial income generating machine in pretty much the, every popular what sports uh, entertainment? It, we are the, all the talent. We provide basically all of the money for everyone. Everyone's making money off of us. Even just our style, you know, we we move culture. So there's a specific interest in in controlling it and steering that culture in a way that keeps us divided, especially keeping black men and women divided. So I'm just saying. I would love to see us all get together and have a real conversation. Well, you know what's funny is, um, you know, when in, this year I noticed in the BET Awards, when they were um, promoting the BET Awards, they kept saying uh, something. They, they were using very dangerous language. <clears throat> they kept saying, for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. And I said, this is so fascinating that, uh, that these people who are not Black feel that they have the ability to decide what black culture is going to look like. Um, I don't know of any community that would ever allow that. There's no community. I can, they would never allow me to own a network and say, this is what Asian culture is going to be, or this is what Jewish culture is going to be, or this is what you know Latino culture is going to be. They wouldn't let me do that, right? So I think that black people have to really be thoughtful about this. I know that you're used to being owned by other people, and you're used to uh, white folks kind of being like your babysitters or your parents, but you got to grow out of that, you know. And uh, and what I like about this whole situation, Jeff, is I like the I like I really you know, and, and it's not in a sexist way, but I like the fact that a lot of this is being led by black men right now. Um, it's not because black women aren't killing it in their own way and doing their thing at a, at a high high level, and we love and support every inch of that. But I think that a lot of people, men and women, in the community are excited, you know, when they see men kind of manning up. You know, I don't think that any woman can ever naturally be attracted to a group of men who get on their knees for another man. That doesn't that doesn't work so well for you. 
So uh, let me ask you this, man. Um, with Kyrie, one thing I noticed with, with him is, and you feel free to address anything I said, but also I'm going to bring this up too. Here's what's really fascinating. When Kyrie retweets this link to this movie, the film is called From, From Hebrews to Negroes. Is that correct? Is that the title? I want to make yeah. sure I give you credit. <laughs> that, that movie's going to make a million dollars, millions of dollars now. Good for them. It's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, from what I understand, it holds the number one, two, three, and five spots on Amazon right now. Good like, as me. far as, like, the movie and its uh, sequels. It's sequels. It now holds, it's like, it's probably made $100 million over the last five days or so. Good for them. Good. That's a black-owned business, I hope. So good, <laughs> good for them. Um, I, you know, I, I might go watch it myself because maybe there's some education we all need about uh, these points. Because I've heard my friends from the Hebrew Israelite community and other communities talk about this. You know, we're the original Jews, things like that. I'd like to hear that. Right. Um, you know, you don't have to agree, but you should hear it. So anyway, Jeff, let me ask you about this, man. Um, one thing that was interesting is that with Kyrie, it's almost like they said, OK, you're anti this, you're anti that. But they didn't. It's not like they sat down and said, we're going to prove to you why you're anti you just are because we said you are. And also, we're gonna they didn't sit down and say we're gonna prove, you know, what where you're wrong, you know, and, and where this documentary is factually inaccurate. They didn't do none of that. They didn't give us the respect of proving why they're right and, and allegedly everyone else is wrong. They just decided that because they said it, it's gonna be true. That's a problem to me. I'm gonna let you answer that while I while I get a run to the bathroom. Well, go go ahead, brother. Absolutely. And the thing the thing is, is that like, yeah, maybe someone said maybe this is why the movie is messed up and why this movie is regardless uh whatever the thing is Kyrie never said anything about the movie he just tweeted a link and that is that is what is disgusting because he never said I stand with this movie everything in this movie is factual he never said I think this movie is 100% real life and I agree with everything he just tweeted a link so if anything, you should be mad, and he's not making a dime off this movie. I just told you that it holds all those spots on Amazon, like four of the top five spots on Amazon Prime, both in the book section and in the movie documentary section. The problem is no one, like Tony said, no one is shining the light back on Amazon. No one who was actually profiting off this documentary, who was actually making the money off this documentary, who's actually benefiting from all the controversy stirred up by Kyrie Irving. And that is what disgusting about the whole entire thing. I think that that proves the root cause of all this, which is anti-blackness. Because when you have... Um, these people in, I think it was in England, where they removed Kanye's uh, uh, statue, his wax statue, but they kept Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, got, you got dudes like Charlemagne going on the air calling him, he, oh, he's Hitler. He's, so why they still got Hitler up in there? You know what I'm saying? You got people punishing, they're suspending Kyrie Irving for posting a link to something that is, is brought to you by Jeff Bezos. So this is clearly not about anti whatever you, it's not anti. And they use this anti business to always see it's the practice of labeling. And I know one thing in this and country, discrediting, and discrediting, yes, yes. in this cancel culture, you don't want someone to, to accuse you of something, to label you as you're anti this, you're racist. You're this because you know that's that's the quickest path to, to destruction for you. So when black folks get accused of anti anything, oh, we're we gonna run from that. So for me, I, I find a special sense of, of pride 
in seeing these black men stand up and be black men, stand in their conviction. Why? Because it seems like black men in particular, in particular are, are no longer allowed to be black men as per this quote unquote culture that everyone is defining for us. A culture. Let me, let me say this. Let me just say Go this. Ahead. You know, my, my belief is that if you're really a man, you don't need somebody to allow you to be a man. You no, know, that's right. That, that's like that's like if I play the NFL, nobody allows me to win football games. I got I got to win football games. <laughs> if if our team is not strong enough, then we're gonna you know we're gonna lose every game until we get strong enough to to win the game. We'll never play against an opponent who's going to allow us to to do anything. We have to right. we have to we have to earn that right. So um, I, I agree with your point, man. I, I think that this is very inspirational. And what I what I really think is like any any of the men listening and anybody raising men, like teach them that principle. The world ain't gonna give you nothing. You gotta take it. I'm not even That's mad. Right. I'm not even mad at the people that are going after Ye and going after Kyrie and all that. That's that's what economic warfare has looked like throughout the entire history of mankind. The last hundred thousand years, men men have been doing that to other men. Uh, stronger men have uh, prospered in that environment. Weaker men have perished. We we are the black man. We are not just the original man, but I believe we are the strongest man. I, I can prove that the African American male is the strongest man on the earth. Why is that? Because there's nobody else you can name anywhere on this planet who has gone through what we went through and survived that. We we are the survivors of the slave dungeons in Ghana. We are the survivors of the Middle Passage, where half the people died on the trip over here. We survived 250 years of the most brutal slavery known to man. We survived 100 years of Jim Crow. We survived mass incarceration. We're the survivors of that. So it doesn't surprise me when you see black men just accelerating above and beyond everyone else. Like we're, we're the closest manifestation to living superheroes. Just go watch any NFL game. Go watch an NBA game. Come on. The Olympic finals of the men's 100 meter dash. Look at right. the things we can do. So, so to, here's the thing. It, it isn't just, we don't just dominate physically. I believe we also dominate intellectually. I think that we can survive things and figure things out that other people can't. We just got to tap into that and believe in that and stop asking for permission to express that. Well, you know what? It's, it's supposed to be this way because the thing is um, you cannot have any revolution or or anything that changes systems without the men. And this is why toxic masculinity is so um, always pushed on our community. It is to squelch that inner masculinity of a man to where That's when right. he sees a problem, he speaks out regardless of the consequences. He speaks out, he opens up his mouth. If y'all notice, the, the, the people getting banned are mostly men. You know, and, and if you look at the black community, it's it's black men. It's because black men naturally are speaking out against problems that we are going through. So they have to ban us. They don't want that masculinity to where black men can all corral around and we back our brother up and there's an army. Because the thing is, you cannot have and, and this. And I have no problem with an empowered, educated woman. I have no power, power to them. But they understand that if you have an empowered, educated group of women, that's still not a threat to a man because the man physically can dominate. But that man is a threat. This is why there's no programs helping out young black boys. 
this is why when you see our 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 new rap artists, they go to black men who can barely read, who can yeah. who can barely talk, who look ridiculous because they want the men to emulate that. They don't want men to emulate any black man on this panel, any other men on the Nation of Islam, it just any other intelligent man that we have in our community. No, because that is too dangerous. That is going to wake us up. This is why I believe another reason why they have to buck break Kyrie Irving down so badly that the suspension is not enough. No, you need to be re-educated. And it, it has to be that type of man to, to just bring him to his knees. This is exactly what is going on. And, and I want to bring up the fact that, like, the thing with Kyrie and, and Kanye, like, as we're still talking about Kanye at this point, too, the Kanye thing happened several weeks ago. The Kyrie thing was going on a week. What, what time of the year is this right now? Because I, I think all of these things correlate. It's election season. And so if you don't think the discrediting of a black man or two black men, major high figuring black men in the public, like they're publicly ostracizing these men during election season, you got another thing coming. You, you, you got like, you, if you don't think this is because you got to think we're going on a week and we're still talking about Kyrie Irving. They just suspended him. Like he's, he hasn't said anything new. He hasn't done anything new. He just stood his ground. He honestly, cause he never did nothing wrong the first time. And they're just now suspending him. We're going on several weeks since the Kanye thing. And there's still people dropping him. Still people trying to take his money. Still people suing him, settling lawsuits, et cetera, et cetera. And what time of the year is this? It's election season and the public dismantling or try to dismantle of two black men during election season i don't believe is by accident i think that is fool because they're already getting ready to go ahead and blame the black man for that why is. such and such doesn't win their election and yeah. we need to hold it too i i hope we yep. hold it and say yep absolutely blame us because you guys do Thank nothing you. for us you you ignore us you send women to shake their butts for our votes. So, yes, we you will continue to lose elections until you respect us. No mm -hmm. black man should be apologized for that. They should all be applauded until these people take us seriously. Mm. That we have to be unapologetic and 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 no longer demanding respect, asking for you to, you know, just I don't want to demand respect. We need more black men that will command respect. There's a very big difference with that. And I'm seeing a lot more black men in that light lately. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all here for it. I'm here for it. So Democrats lose. All right, cool. They ain't done nothing for me anyway. That's what right, I'm mad about. We're we, we going to try to whoop you the way Shaq tried to whoop Kyrie. We're going to be putting that hammer on you until you, until you straighten up. Until did they call Cube yet? Did, did, did Joe Biden call Ice Cube yet? It's been two years. Nope, he never did. Y'all black people better wake up. Yeah, man. Well, you know, by the way, everybody, I want everybody to know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to Jeff Lightsey Jr. from Ball Sports, uh, T. Kalik, and also Tony Lindsay. And we're talking about a lot of stuff, uh, particularly the stuff related to Kyrie Irving, uh, Kanye, and um, everything else. Uh, if you could, uh, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, hit the subscription button and the notification bell. We need your help. We're building Black-owned media so we can continue these conversations and make sure our voice is heard. So if you have not subscribed to whatever platform you're on, if you could do that, please do that. Also, if you text the word voice to 31996, I will send you a text alert when we go live with important discussions like this. So just text the word voice to 31996. Everybody do that. Um, give me a yes in the chat after you've done that. I need you to intentionally connect so we can remain connected. Also, this podcast is on Spotify. Look for the Dr. Voice breakdown on Spotify. Um, so one thing I want to I tell you all a story, and this relates to what you were talking about with the black man. 
Uh, one time I was with my sister and we were, uh, has anybody ever like experienced the sheer torture of having somebody trying to sell you a timeshare unit? Has anybody ever gone through that? Tony, you, you I, have, I, I, I went through that. Yeah. It's, it's like the most horrible experience ever because they're the best salespeople on earth. Like they can sell you anything and they will not let you leave until you buy something, right? It was it was crazy, right? Like I, we had to sneak out of there. But here's what here's what why I'm bringing this up. So I was sitting there, my and they were they were pushing my the, the, the product real heavy on my sister, like really just carrying her along and and like helping her make all these micro commitments to where they they were they were gonna nail her for the sale. And I whispered to my sister. I said she she looked at me and she said, "What do you think?" You know, my sister grew up in a house with with strong men, my father, me, my brother. So she looks, you know, she respects men. A lot of people don't do that. So she looked at me and she said, what do you think? Because I have a finance background and all that. I said, I don't think it's a good deal. And she, so she turns to the guy and she says, I don't think I want to buy this. So, <laughs> the guy, so the guy's like pissed, right? So then he tries to persuade me and I'm listening. I'm like, look, I told you, man, I'm not, it, it doesn't work for me. So they were trying to get me away from her to separate uh, us and work on yes. her by herself. And yes. out of the equation, like this guy's a problem. We need him to be gone because we can persuade her, but we can't persuade him. I feel like that's what they do with us in elections, right? Yes. It's, like, it's like we're gonna we need the men dead. We need them in prison. We need them on drugs. We need them illiterate. We need them out of the equation. We gotta wipe them out so that we can get the women alone. And we can get them to shake their booties to the polls and all these other silly oh, things they do that yeah. basically, you know, and it's unfortunate, right? Like it's it's amazing to me how many black people vote and don't even, can't even tell you what they're voting for. They they can tell maybe they can tell you what they're voting against, but the it, it, the smart ones can tell you what they're voting against, but most of them can't tell you what they're voting for. Like what difference is this making in your community? Well, we got to get Trump out of office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the marketing campaign. But what specifically <laughs> is going to improve your community? People can't do that. So, so anyway, I'd be curious. Like, so Jeff, uh, what do you think about this, man? One thing I noticed with Kyrie that was fascinating, and you brought this up a little bit. I want you to dig into this. Is that Kyrie never actually said anything that was anti-nothing. He did. You said he he put he he shared a link to a movie, and they're literally grilling him as if he made the movie. You know, and, and issued a statement afterward. You know, uh, what do you think about that? It's almost sounds like guilty by association. It's kind of crazy. They don't, I don't see them doing that to anybody else. Not at all. And like I said, I think this all correlates. Like this all ties together because like I said, this thing that Kyrie tweeted that link a week ago and we're still today talking about it. He just got a suspension last night, right? And they said suspended until further notice. They said it's going to be a minimum of five games, but until you do the things that we want you to do, you might not come back at all. That's essentially what the suspension said. And so that's what I'm saying. Like when things like th that's why I said it ties into the election. At least in my opinion, you can call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but it ties into the election because it goes into what we said earlier, discrediting people, right? Like they're going to be like, look, you so-called whoever, black people listening to these idiot black men, whether it's Kyrie or whether it's Boyce Watkins, whether it's Tony Lindsay, whether it's T. Khalid, Jeff Lighty, whoever, y'all listen to these dumb black men and they lead you down the path of destruction, Kanye West or whoever. But in the long run, you need to vote for us and listen to us because we the ones that hold the what? The power. And if you don't, we'll do you like we do them. 
right? We'll we'll suspend you until further notice. We'll take your billions of dollars away if you're Kanye West. We'll do what what you you either go listen to us by choice or by force. Like and that, and that's what it, that's the example that it sets. But at the end of the day, these high powerful high, you know with millions of followers, millions of people that they influence, people that listen to them, that is a way of like I said publicly buck breaking them. Whether you want to use the word buck breaking, whether you use the word ostracizing, demoralizing, whatever. Like that is what it's taking place and I think it leads right into the election because once whoever like I said earlier, whoever loses the Stacey Abrams or whoever whenever they lose, you know the first people they're going to blame. They're going to blame the voice. They're going to blame voice rockets for going to a rally for reparations or Tariq Nasheed or Riza Islam or Tony Lindsay or T. Khalid. You know what I mean? Like they're going to blame us, right? Like because we are doing things like rally for reparations or we are doing things like going against the grain. We are doing things like talking just like this on an open platform. They'll get thousands and thousands of views, right? Like that is, that's what's going to happen. And it's just all laying the foundation for that to happen. And, that's and, what I and, and you know what's interesting, you know, the reparations rally, that's not even talking about the other groups of people who we can't talk about. But and, and it's funny how it's not getting mainstream black celebrity support. You know, why isn't Tariq Nasheed being invited on a lot of these black media, you know, either hot no, well, I won't even call hot ninety-seven black, but you know, things like the Breakfast Club to talk about it, to educate the masses of black people. Because what they're trying to do is bring rep- reparations that helps all black people. There's a reason why Tariq Nasheed is not being interviewed by anyone. There's a reason why, because they don't want that reparations talk in the black community. What they want us to be stuck on is police brutality and the far right, alt right Nazis attacking black people, which black people can't even name one far right, alt right <laughs> Nazi who is bringing us to our knees and having us apologize. Who, who, who's calling for cancel culture? It's 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 crazy. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is one of the main reasons why I believe that Tariq Nasheed is not being attacked. And I, I you know I, I do believe that something has to be done with a lot of we have a lot of we I think in our community we got too many sellout traders. Um, this Kyrie Irving thing, seeing Charles Barkley, I'm thinking uh. that brother he's more upset than the other group. I mean, did, did y'all hear the things he said? It's like, man, it was like, man, get that Negro, get him, get him now, lift him. Like, it, it, didn't it, didn't it sound like like that? No. He yeah, before be the suspension, harder. before the suspension, Chuck was like, they should have suspended him. They should have exactly. been, you know, before the suspension was levied. So yes. Yeah, and then wow. Reggie Miller. Who 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 has heard from Reggie Miller? I haven't heard nothing from Reggie Miller. Then he comes down harder and says the NBA needs to come down harder. On um, you know, anti-Semitism, but I'm like, bro, like oh, you're hurting God. your own people by saying things like that. But that's what I'm saying. The black community, <laughs> we have got to have some type of punishment for these people. I mean, withdraw support. I mean, it's gonna hurt. I mean, w- to have change, it's it's gonna hurt. It's not gonna be comfortable. It's not gonna be lavish. You are gonna hurt. So yes, it's probably going to hurt that we're not watching sports anymore. It's probably going to hurt that we're not consuming anything. But we have to stand strong if we want meaningful changes. Otherwise, we're going to be complaining about the same issues for the next hundreds of years. Mm. That's why I don't. I don't even talk about boycotting. Tony, let, let, let me just tell you real quick, brother. Um, that the the FBA reparations rally in D.C. That's the information on that screen. Those are the speakers down below. 
uh, RZA and uh, RZA Islam, Teslin Figaro. I, I wanted to support Professor James Small, Dr. Maat, Dr. Kaba Kamene, um, Marcel Dixon, Connie Collins, and uh, Red Grant, who's also running for mayor in D.C., is going to come through. Um, you know, and Kanye supports what's going on. I know Ice Cube supports it. Uh, they, they sent me texts telling me that. And so ultimately, we, we do have things that we're doing. And, uh, and I do agree, Tony, that there should be that question of why is it that mainstream media, Negroes in mainstream media, are so quick to get us focused on silly powder puff issues? And when the community, when their own people are saying, hey, we're doing this thing over here, they, they ain't got time for that. You know, that, that almost feels like a type of white supremacy in a way, except it's being issued by a black person. Yeah, well, they're not getting paid for that. You know, they they don't see it as as being a part of their interests because their interests lie elsewhere. You know, the interests lie where they, they get paid. And I think we need to understand that, you know, especially when it comes to so many black celebrities. See, I don't care about black celebrities. I don't I don't need them to, to chime in. I don't really care about their opinions because well, I mean, why? I mean, not to say anything against any particular black celebrity, but why are we so uh, so enamored with black celebrities? Because that's always who they present to us as our leaders. They present us comedians, athletes. You know, they don't present thinkers, you know, philosophers, doctors. Why must our leadership, designated leadership, always be, you know, people who basically treat us the same way as the people oppressing us. And, the, and they're delivered to us by those same people. So for me, I know we talk a lot about boycotting. And honestly, man, whatever. I, I'm not even, man, whatever. Every, y'all ain't about that life. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> like, y'all said, said that with NFL. Now you talking NBA. Y'all just throwing tantrums right now. So I, I'm not one for the boycott talk. I'm more for the divestment talk. Take your money permanently elsewhere, period. That's it. Let's see how they survive without our $1.6 trillion. If y'all serious, if y'all about that life, like, come on, man. How, how long do people have to tell you that they hate you before you finally walk away? Mm. One, one thing I can say to, to your point, Tony, like, it's not just it, this is my perspective. It's not that you care so much about the black celebrity. Right. It, I think it's their platform. I think when when the black celebrity uses their platform in a way that goes against the grain, it gets amplified. That's why we're sitting here talking about Kyrie Irving. That's why we're sitting here talking about Kanye West, because they are they do have a combined 20 or 30 million people. Right. And it, out of that 30 million people, there's going to be a few. That mind is awakened. They're going to do some research about whatever they're talking about. And they're going to be exposed to something that they've never been exposed to in mainstream media ever before. And there's certain things that you get exposed to that you can never forget. And you'll never turn back. When you Like, for example, if you get exposed to Louis Farrakhan, you, you, you're, you're forever changed. If you get exposed to Powernomics or Black Labor, White Wealth, which I've read, your, your, your mindset is forever changed. If you get exposed to a Tony Lindsay or a Dr. Boyce Watkins, your mindset is forever changed. And so that's why it's like when you do have a celebrity that goes against the grain and that opens their mind or opens their network up to a Dr. Watkins or a Dr. Anderson or whoever, yes. that changes the mindset of millions. It can, yes. But I'm just saying that those same few celebrities 
are often punished by the majority of celebrities. So when I say that I'm no fan of celebrity, I don't need celebrities for my opinion, it's not an indictment of everyone because I understand that there are few who try to utilize their platform for good. But unfortunately, when you're forced to navigate through a system that is specifically anti-Black, you are not going to be able to make the impact that you desire, which is why I say divest. We don't need it. Build our own. Fine. In the meantime, you got some folks there. Cool. Do what you can. So I even honestly, bro, in the beginning, I was a little mad when I when I heard he apologized. But you know what? I understand. I understand. Yeah. Because they are they're just they're destroying that man, taking away his ability to feed himself. And he's he's not receiving any significant support. Let's be real. That man, look, I mean, we support him, but unfortunately, the masses of people who support him are not celebrities. Once again, to my point, we don't need so much celebrity to be the main voices drowning out the voices of the masses who quite often have differing opinions because the, you, the media uses those celebrities to, to, to sanitize the narrative according to what they want it to, to sound like. Most of the shit that we're seeing on social media and in the news and all of that, that does not accurately reflect the sentiment of the majority of people. So when we, so I'm happy that, that um, this dude, what's it, uh, Elon Musk got Twitter. You know why? Because even if he changes that platform in a, a scintilla, just to make it slightly reflect free speech as it is described in the law and the constitution, even if he does it just a little bit, that will allow people like myself, like y'all who want to use your voices freely of a bigger opportunity to reach more people. But as long as we continue to allow the celebrity factor that is brought to us by white liberals, it, it, nothing's going to change. You know, wow. and, and the thing is, um, and I do agree with that, and um, I agree with both of your points because, yeah, I, I do agree the celebrities have the platform, and sadly, it, it seems like black political conversations take place on celebrities' platforms. And the thing is, I, I bring up unity as well. It would be great if the quote-unquote celebrities would then, like, I, I'm going to give you an example. The other group of community has a league, ADL. And anytime something happens to that group, you don't see their celebrities going, their celebrities going on making statements. They defer everything to that group, that the mind. We don't have that in the black community. Um, it feels like we have celebrities and they're not educated on it. And they don't they don't say, you know, let me refer this to Dr. Paul Davis or the Boyce Watkins, or you know what? I'm not really too educated on that. But but then say it out loud, you know, Dr. Claude Anderson. Read his book. Watch Doctor uh, Watch Doctor Boyce Watkins' um, YouTube videos. You know things like that. Just push it off on other intelligent black people instead of you taking the reins, not knowing what you're doing, knowing that you have to act the way you want to act. Yes. I mean, act the way the the, the, the liberals or your handlers act. And speaking for our black people, that's the problem. Other groups don't do that. They just designate it to intelligent people. Yeah, I think you would have been. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. No, I, I you know, I, I think that's a good point. And I, I want to give credit to um, Ice Cube 
because, um, you know, he, he is a strategic thinker in that way. One thing he did with his contract with Black America is he knew the things he did know and the, the thing and, and he knows yep. what he doesn't know, you know. And so he he actually talked to a lot of scholars. Um, I was one of them, but there were other people that that really contributed. And I and what led me to support the plan, um, you know, because I was like, oh, oh, wow, this is interesting. OK, a celebrity saying something. Let's see what it is. What I loved about his contract with Black America, which everybody should read, is that he really had there were some great ideas that came from really bright black people that really want to do the right thing. And, uh, and so we have our brain trust. And so there's a role for the celebrity to amplify the message. But the quality of the message has to be maintained. There has to be some integrity behind that. Right. Because if you don't, you'll get somebody out here just bubble dub, 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 dub. They'll sound as crazy yeah. doing the, their analysis as I sound trying to rap or trying to play in the NBA. I can't play in the NBA. I would look terrible. Right. So you look just that weird. You look equally crazy. When you're coming out here trying to become a social commentator and a political scientist, right. that is not in your job description, man. Just keep telling jokes, dribbling basketballs, busting raps. And then if you want to help, you know, go to the community, go to the people that uh, you're supposed to respect. So um, I'd like for all, all you brothers to, because um, I, I actually have to get on the plane to go to Tariq's uh, neighborhood, actually, in D.C. I'm going to put the uh, information for the reparations rally so everybody can support. Uh, I'd like to uh, allow everybody on the panel, uh, start with you, Tony, because I know you, you were about to speak next, uh, to give kind of a final statement. And also, uh, you know, because we got bills to pay, I want to mention to everybody, we have really great financial flashcards that your children can use to learn economics at an early age. That's extremely important because uh, those who are financially intelligent are able to fight these battles. They're able to create their own realities. you got to start early. Don't wait till they get to college. Don't wait till they, it's too late. Hit them while they're early so that our kids will actually become as powerful as the people that are seeking to oppress us. So financialflashcards.com, the URLs on the screen. I'll give everybody's uh, information as well uh, as you give your final uh, thoughts. So, uh, Tony, we'll start with you, brother. Go ahead, please. All right. Um, yeah, so um, I'm actually out here in Florida doing some work in my father's house. So I know it was a little noisy. I apologize for all of that. Um, but I just basically wanted to say that, you know, I want to really send a message to black people out there. And we have to if we just step back for a second and just take a look. We should realize that no matter what the offense committed by black people, particularly black men, in a public, in the public sphere. I, I think, I don't think any of us can deny that quite often the punishment never seems to fit the crime. So just because you disagree with someone, that does not mean that they no longer have a right to speak, no longer have a right to earn money, earn a living. And I think we have to understand that we live under a system that makes it very, very clear that black men should not have a voice. And so I would just say to you guys, man, just before you accept any information, just question everything that you've been told, question everything that you've been taught. Because if you don't, you're just gonna end up being a, 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 voice, box, a voice box for someone else's point of view. And just realize that as black people, no matter the political affiliation, we have far more in common than not. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, T, 
uh, uh, you have some uh, party thoughts, brother? Yeah, man. I, you know, they are going to um, break Kyrie. I believe they are. But, you know, I, I don't think we should be attacking him and calling him weak. Um, I think black men must learn from this. This is what happens when we're not unified. When we are divided, we fall. It makes us all look bad in the end. It kind of puts us in a place where we can't speak our mind. We have to censor ourselves. If you want to keep living a life like this where you you can't grow into a fruition, you remain a caterpillar for the rest of your life, and you can't um, turn into a butterfly like how God wanted you to be, you continue on the same path. If you want change, it's going to hurt. So, you know, like uh, Brother Tony said, you know, divest. If you don't like what's going on with Kyrie Irving, some real things need to happen. It needs to be divested. And I'm sorry, if, if it hurts your favorite NBA player, so be it. Because they need to stand beside their brother, just like other groups stand beside their brother and, and and offer financial protection if something happens to them. There should be no reason why black men cannot do the same and come together. We have been too comfortable and it's time to shake that. So unless we change, nothing's going to change. And the change is going to hurt at first, but it gets better afterwards. Right on. Right. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jeff Lexie Jr., uh, your, your, your final thoughts. Yes, as always, Doc, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to speak. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to T also for being on here. Uh, I think, man, in all honesty, uh, T brought up something. They said one certain group always refers to a group of people, of thinkers, scholars or whatever, and they release the statement of ostracizing people or whatever. The reason why they don't want black people to have that, because who would be at the forefront of said group? It would be black men, strong, liberated out, outward thinking, non-controlled black men would be at the forefront of that group. And they don't want that. There is a group kind of like that. It's called the Nation of Islam. But that's another thing. On this topic, uh, I think in all honesty, uh, pure white supremacy, white racism, they're kind of dying off. A lot of those people are dying off. A lot of people, uh, like you said, are, are they're becoming the minority. And what, what folks don't understand is that when you attack and ostracize a certain group of people like this, it only brings to the forefront more forward-thinking people. It's only going to grow more Kyrie Irvings. It's only going to grow and produce more people who are freedom thinking. It's only going to grow people who want to search out and find people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Claude Anderson, Tony Lindsay, T. Kalik, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's what we're seeing. Because five years ago, would someone have risked $2 billion to just be freedom thinking like Kanye West did? No. Would someone like Kyrie Irving would have stepped out on a ledge just by tweeting a link and risking hundreds of millions of dollars in the NBA or endorsements or whatever. No. And so therefore, as we're seeing the progression of the black man, we're seeing the progression of the black woman. We're seeing the progression of our black people. We're seeing a heck Dr. Boyce Watkins platforms continues to grow. He's going to a rally for reparations. I haven't seen anything like that since the million man March back in 1995. We're continuing to see the growth and development of our people. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see because what they do, what they think they're punishing one person, but they're growing an army of millions of other people. So that's what I like to see. And I'm all for it. Yeah, well, you know what I love it. Um, it, it makes me think about that old, that old uh, saying: "We don't die, we multiply." And, uh, and the more you try to suppress the truth, the more the truth makes itself seen. And um, and these brothers are the truth. And so I hope everybody will. Uh, first of all, uh, can we give a digital round of applause to these black men, these smart, intelligent, strong black men that came in and spoke uh, some powerful words? Uh, Jeff Latchey Jr., T. Kalik, Tony Lindsay, 
I hope everybody will follow them. Uh, these are guys I respect. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't consider myself to be necessarily the epicenter of anything. Um, I'm just a contributor. I'm, I'm playing my position. So the blackballschannel.com, that's our platform for black men. That's where black men speak. We hope you will subscribe. Uh, if you have something to say, we have people that can get your ideas on there. Um, I'm going to invite these brothers to do panels on their own on this platform on important issues like this. We need to hear the voice of the black man. Uh, we hear black women as well. And black women, we support y'all 100 percent. But also, I know y'all want your men to show up for you. And that's what we're seeking to do. Uh, the other piece I want to ask is for everybody, if you could, uh, I, I'm going to ask you to be intentional for a moment. Could you please take one moment and hit a subscribe button or notification bell and type yes in the chat or put a B1 in the chat to let me know that you've subscribed or hit the notification bell. Or maybe if you've already done that, maybe if you've shared the link on your social media, give me a yes. We need you to do this. You know, we don't have billion dollar distribution systems. We only got you. You are our distribution system. So we have to ask you guys, if you could please share these videos, because if we all share it, if all of us share it to 100 Facebook followers or Facebook friends, we can get this out to millions and millions and millions of people. Uh, and we're doing well. We reach a million of our people a, a week. Uh, we, I want that to multiply by many times over. Uh, third, uh, I got a text from Kanye during this conversation. Ye said thank you again for everybody's support. Um, I support the brother. I respect what he's doing. I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree with everything Kyrie says. I don't agree with everything Ice Cube says. I don't agree with everything anybody says. Uh, but well, the point is I agree to their right to freedom of speech. I agree that we need to have the right conversations. And that's where that's all you got to do. You know, so don't get into the Democrat Republican stuff. Don't get into whether or not you think, well, I don't like what that Negro. Don't do all that. Just agree that we all deserve the right to be free. Can we all type the word free in the chat? Everybody heard me type the word free in the chat right now so we can all agree that we respect each other's right to be free black people. All right, so uh, we're going to get on out of here. Um, I'm going to put this uh, link up here on the screen. Some of you came to the All Black National Convention that was off the chain. Thank you guys for supporting the convention. Uh, the passes for next year are available half off. Right now, if you want to get them right now, they'll be available for the rest of the week. So feel free to go to allblacknationalconvention.com. Uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you again to my guests, Jeff Lightsey Jr., T. Khalid, Tony Lindsay. We love y'all. God bless you. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you soon. Take care now. Peace. Have a safe trip, brother. Uh, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.